Today's scripture is from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 13, verses 10 through 17. Hear these words of scripture. On a Sabbath, Jesus was teaching in one of the synagogues, and a woman was there who had been crippled by a spirit for 18 years. She was bent over and could not straighten up at all. When Jesus saw her, he called her forward and said to her, Woman, you are set free from your infirmity. Then he put his hands on her, and immediately she straightened up and praised God. Indignant because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath, the synagogue leader said to the people, There are six days for work, so come and be healed on those days, not on the Sabbath. The Lord answered him, you hypocrites, doesn't each of you on the Sabbath untie your ox or donkey from the stall and lead it out to give it water? Then should not this woman, a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has kept bound for 18 long years, be set free on the Sabbath day from what bound her? When he said this, all his opponents were humiliated but the people were delighted with all the wonderful things he was doing. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You can probably tell by my sermon that we got a little wet this morning. <laughs> <laughs> I was standing when as the rain was coming down, starting to come down, and I kept thinking that, you know, there's that old saying that uh, uh, fire actually destroys, but water cleanses. So we all had a little baptism going on there. <laughs> well, hello, everyone. While many of you know me, I'm certain that many of you do not. My name is Michael Jazak, and I have the distinct honor to spend a few minutes with you this morning as a certified lay servant to share some prayerful thoughts. You should know that I'm a Christian, husband, father, artist, and teacher. Those are the things that color my world and thoughts. I must say that today, I find it a little more intimidating than in the past to deliver a message. After an almost three-year hiatus of being able to do this, it's no longer just recorded, but live-streamed. I never knew if anyone ever went back to listen to a message I had given, but this is out for everyone to hear. It is my deepest prayer that the words I'm going to speak will be blessed by God and a message for you to take into the world this week. I started to write a book a year ago. I had been listening to an audio book while painting. Then I realized I could write a book and tell my story. Most books begin with acknowledgments. This particular book started with gratitude. Mine starts out with thanksgiving. So let me start out this morning with thanksgiving. 
One of the things I am most thankful for is the ability for us to come together once again. I recently finished a painting that I'm looking to share with all of you soon. It's a crucifixion in a new style that I invented about five years ago. It's the third crucifixion painting that I have completed in my life. I'm always thankful for the time I get to work on anything that makes me spend time with God. I told Pastor Heidi that I really enjoy spending the time to work on these messages. For me, it's a personal Bible study. Just like the time I spend working on religious paintings, I really let God into my thoughts to guide me. I know that they guide me as I usually find the work to be well past my means to create. Over the years, I have found that God has always opened doors and windows for me. And yes, somebody said at the end of the last service, the sky, opened the sky for us too. When I chose the reading from Luke for this morning, Pastor Heidi had not chosen a series title for these six weeks. I had sketched out some ideas for a sermon, a roadmap of sorts, for what I could cover. Then some weeks ago, she sent an email that said it would be a series based on the Gospel of Luke, and it would be Road Trippin' with Jesus. At that moment, I knew today's message would be so much more deep, and writing it would be the prayerful time I have come to expect, but it was also going to be fun, just like a road trip. My wife and I have made two road trips this summer. One was to a family wedding in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, and the other more recently to Asheville, North Carolina. Now, I had a smartphone for almost 20 years. It comes with Apple Maps and Google Maps. Pastor Heidi has made it clear over the last few weeks that when you plan a trip, you need to know some important things. You need to know your destination, and a navigator is always important. You need to know your budget, and if you're making any important detours, they need to be planned as well. How many of you have a GPS system that when you stray from the beaten path tells you they are recalculating? I had a car that when the GPS told me she was recalculating the route, it was in a very negative tone. She said, recalculating. And incidentally, that's when it started to rain and somebody in the congregation out there said, recalculating. <laughs> um, I never cared for that tone. It always sounded like I was doing something wrong. Road trips are like life, and sometimes you have to make an important detour, and sometimes you have to completely recalculate your route. So before our road trips this summer, my wife, Liz, insisted that I go to AAA and get a triptych. So I know all the kids are away. I should have had Jenny show them one of these and say what they are, because have, they have no idea, right? Um, and at first I wondered why. I mean, everything I need is on my phone and her phone. What you don't realize at the time is what happens when you lose the GPS signal because you, you are going through nowhere. Both of our trips had that nowhere time where Google Maps would no longer work. 
When you are in the middle of nowhere and you don't know exactly where you're going, it's easy to get lost. Here's the thing about triptychs from AAA. They contain way more information about your trip than just the map to the destination. They have the rules of the road for every state. It gives you roadside driving tips, how to get roadside assistance if you have problems. It even provides information for finding highway conditions through the use of phone numbers and websites. All the information that one would need to get to the final destination. God provides us with a triptych. We call it the Bible. It's full of rules and regulations. It has covenants and commandments. There is some practical everyday advice. It even has stories when you stray off the road. Those stories where you veer off the road always come with consequences. Of course, Jesus knew the scriptures. He knew the commandments, laws, and regulations. He knew the stories and prophecies handed down for generations. Before I get into the text of this morning's scripture, I'd like to go back a bit. All right, I'd actually like to go back to the beginning. Genesis chapter 1. On the first day, God created the heavens and the earth. They filled the earth with water and light. On the second, they created the, created the sky and separated water above the sky from water below. On the third day, he separated the water and dry land and created all vegetation. The fourth day produced stars and the moon. On the fifth day, he created birds for the sky and creatures of the sea. On the sixth, they created all the animals of the earth, including humankind. On the seventh day, the work of creation was completed, and God saw it was good. They blessed the day, and they rested. We know the story. This is the first Sabbath. It would not be until the time of Moses that a Sabbath was enshrined as a day of total rest from work. But we never get a definition of the word work. If I pour a glass of water, is that work? Think of the energy it took for creation. Think of a week's work. If you pour a bowl of cereal in the morning to eat it, is that work? That's not what we think of as work. This morning's scripture reading takes place on the Sabbath. I told you that I am a teacher. That is my job. Christians use Sunday as their Sabbath. I know that when I look at a calendar, it appears that Sunday is the first day of the week. Over the years, I have become very sensitive of how we use words. And Sunday is the last day of the week. We call Saturday and Sunday the weekend. So if I'm here this morning in any capacity of teaching, am I breaking the Sabbath? I remember when growing up that there were virtually no stores or businesses open on a Sunday. I tell my high school students that, and they don't want to believe me. And actually, there are still places in the United States that do not allow certain types of businesses to be open on Sunday. We now have businesses open on Christmas, even if it is a Sunday. I am always amazed that very educated people can only see what they want to see. 
The Pharisees and the high priests had been watching Jesus for some time. They did not like his message. He spoke with authority. They liked their authority. Over and over, they questioned Jesus' authority, and it was never in their best interest to do that. The crazy thing is every time someone questioned him, it only increased his authority. I don't believe that the Pharisees and high priests thought they had to see Jesus killed at first, but his message started to resonate with everyone, so that had to change. These were people who were indignant that he had healed someone on the Sabbath. How could they even say that to someone to, be, to, uh, to come, someone to come and be healed on one of the six work days? You have to be healed on a work day? Jesus' response was really epic. You hypocrites, doesn't each of you on the Sabbath untie your ox or donkey from the stall and lead it out to give it water? Then should not this woman a daughter of Abraham, who Satan has kept bound for 18 long years, be set free on the Sabbath day from what bound her. So I really have to say, so what I really want to say is, is there any one of us that wants God to take a day off? As a Christian, I know that I use my Sabbath to create artwork. It is work. Yet, when I create I feel closer to God than any other time. I think of God as this incredible creative force. When I create, I feel like I am letting God into me. I am letting God guide me. I am letting God mold me. If I'm spending my Sabbath letting God into my life, how can that be a bad thing? Am I or anyone going to tell God, not today? I know that God knows that our existence on earth is beautiful and terrible. It isn't easy, and we need some time to just relax. God's triptych for us calls us to take some time to decompress. God only wants us to keep the Sabbath holy. They want us to spend time in the garden with him. There are a couple of thoughts that today's scripture reading informs me to action. The first is that God wants us to rest. The more important thing is that there is never a reason on any day to not do something good. There's never a reason. We are here to do good. We are all here for each other. So when you go road tripping with Jesus, don't forget the road map. You won't get lost when you are paying attention to what is in the Bible. If you'd pray with me, please. Lord, this day you have healed and restored us. You have given us new strength and courage to serve you in this world. And we will go in peace and confidence, ready to be your people in all places at all times. Praise be to you. God of love and mercy. Amen. I invite you to stand as you're able and join us in a song of worship. 
And those of you joining us online, I want to invite you to share your uh, uh, prayer requests in the chat. Lay down your hurt, lay down your heart 
you to be seated. If you would pray with me, please. Beloved Lord, we thank you for your kindness toward us. Thank you for loving us all and calling us all your children. Help us to recognize our kin and to give our lives to peaceful family relationships with all creation. Free us from our self-centeredness and from fear of strangers so that way we may meet the Savior in broken humanity, even our own. Because, Lord, your people are suffering, you have heard the names and situations we have lifted aloud this morning. Where there is woundedness, bring healing. Where there is disappointment, bring comfort. Where there is grief, Bring the power of new life and new opportunities. So often, Lord, we are quick to name the problems and the disappointments of life, but we forget to give you praise for those things that are good and right and fill us with joy. So thank you, God, for our abundant blessings and the gift of new life in you. God, Give us confidence that even when we don't have the words to pray, your spirit intercedes for us. We pause now to lift up your, our silent prayers that lay heavy on our hearts. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Most Holy One, Fill us each with your spirit, giving us strength and courage to authentically follow Jesus in this broken world. We pray these things in the beautiful name of Jesus as we pray together the prayer he taught his disciples. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory. Amen. So this morning we do have some action steps. Um, the first is a school supply drive. Our missions and outreach committee has challenged this congregation to fill 50 backpacks for kids in need right here in our Brecksville Broadview Heights City School District. You can help those families that are having a hard time making ends meet right now by shopping for school supplies. School supply lists can be found on our bumclinks.com and also if you go to our website and click on the school supply collection image. There is a list for elementary school aged kids and middle school aged kids. Pray on which you feel most called to serve with this project. Next is a backpack blessing next Sunday. 
Students, teachers, workers of any kind, bring your backpack, briefcase, satchel, or lunchbox to church on August 28th and have it blessed by Pastor Heidi. What a great way to start the school year. This one is a little close to home, so um, funeral, well, it's a memorial service, actually. Reception help is needed. We are in need of folks who are interested and available to surround families in love as they gather to remember their beloved. My extended family will be celebrating the life of my wife's aunt, Margaret Hagstrom, here at church on Sunday, August 28th. You can help us by helping us set up or serve or clean up after the reception that will be held for Margaret. You can call the office 440-526-8938 or sign up at BUMC links. And there actually is a sign up out in the, uh, in the hallway. Fall kickoff, save the date. We have an awesome tradition here of fun and fabulous fall kickoff celebration. I'm not going to say too much about it this morning, except you should save the date of Sunday, September 11th. And maybe get a hat with a chin strap for the rocket car. I almost lost the hat last time I was there. Um, finally, and this one is really truly important for our church, is usher and greeting, greeting training. Every worship experience starts with welcome. You can smile, or can you smile and say good morning? Do you want to be part of the team creating a warm and genuine welcome for all people on Sunday mornings? Do you have any questions about ushering or ideas for doing it well? Come to usher training on Thursday, August 25th, 7 p.m., or Sunday, August 28th, at 11.15 a.m. I can't believe it's been three years before I had had a chance to do this. I've been thinking about how much I love Pastor Heidi's ending to her benedictions. Go in peace and not in pieces. We often think of peace as a lack of conflict. It's also about wholeness. So as an art teacher, I like visual aids. So my wife and I purchased fine dinnerware, all right, when we got married, we have, it's ridiculous, we have a service for 20. I don't think we've ever had 20 people eat off of these at one time, but we have a complete service for 20. Um, this is a piece, um, and these are pieces, and before you judge me, no, I did not break one of these. <laughs> My wife would have killed me. Um, we actually bought these. Um, uh, there were, uh, somebody broke the, I guess somebody probably broke one and thought, hey, I can sell it on eBay. Yeah, we bought it. And for the last 25 years, I've been planning to make a mosaic trivet out of these. That would make it whole again. It is my prayer for this, for us this week, that we all try to take our pieces and make them one. If someone does something or says something that is upsetting, lift them up in prayer and say, I love you. 
So as we leave this place of worship, allow the love of God to fill you up so you can share it with all you meet. They will know we are Christians by our love. Go in peace and not in pieces. Thanks for joining us. Have a wonderful week.
uh, go in peace. And I was like, no, he already said that part. Yeah. I w we're not saying that part now. Yeah, now it's me that's <laughs>